We have seemed to fall onto some dark days ourselves out here in the Emerald City. Thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't live in the area, um, local fires have rained down ash and soot on us for the last two days here. Two days. The, the world is burning and um, somehow I'm thinking this has to be Donald Trump's fault. I'll figure it out by the end of the show. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate you being here on this episode, uh, episode number 89 here, post-Labor Day episode. Um, this past Labor Day, I I took the liberty to do one of the least productive things I could think to do, you know, in just in honor of the day. And I chose to discover the comment section on YouTube videos. Holy cow, guys, that... Uh, first off, least productive thing I could do, nailed it. And secondly, holy shit, are there some funny ass comments? Good lord, you guys! You start scrolling, you get you get so deep in the damn thing, you start to figure out what the video was that you even watched. You just reading all the ridiculous comments all across the board. But yeah, so did that. Um, it, my voice is, uh, I, I held off a day from recording you guys. Uh, you should have heard me yesterday. It was, it was much worse, but, uh, still a little raspy here. My apologies, but I had to make this happen for you. Um, apparently when I'm drinking, uh, I have this theory that the louder I become, the funnier I become as well. Not based on too much factual evidence, but, uh, just something I go with when I'm buzzed up. It's kind of the similar to my mom's theory that, if she's louder, then she's more right than me. You know, I uh, haven't figured that one yet, uh, yet either. But uh, yeah, still dealing with the after effects of uh, a little too much partying, a little Mariners game. You know, um, had to show a little love. Actually, you know, I think what it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was all those. Uh, I did a handful of Ric Flair impressions. You know, I uh, almost like a rain dance. You know, uh, like a woo off you know, for the beloved one. I mean, he was, he had some rough days in the hospital and he's out now, but definitely not the, not the same nature boy that went in. Oh boy. But yeah, sometimes you just have a tough time keeping your gators down. You guys uh, in public or not. So, but yeah, I went to the, went to the Mariners game cause, uh, what more boring way to spend 10 plus dollars on a beer? Uh, yeah, so that was, that was a good time. I uh, had a little something strange happen to me, actually. I uh, thought you guys might appreciate hearing this. It's at the game, and um, didn't know this could actually happen in real life. Um, but uh, I actually got ghosted. Ghosted in real life. Yeah, so... Uh, and for those of you who are not sure what the term ghosted is, uh, basically ghosted is when you're talking to a guy, talking to a girl, goes both ways. And you're talking, you're dating a little bit, you're hanging out, you, you hung out a couple times, and then completely out of nowhere, that other person just drops off the map and you never hear from them again, never to be spoken with ever again. So that that's what ghosting means. And, uh, you know, I thought it was something that was for the digital realm, the um, phone realm, 
Oh no. Oh no, you guys. I I made it happen in the real world. I uh hanging out with some hanging out with some uh girls I know from back in the day, you know, some high school girls. Not not bad girls. They're they're okay. Uh but uh was you know, trying to keep them entertained, uh trying to you know, be a nice guy, just chilling out. Wanted to do something different. I don't see those people very often. I see the other people I'm with pretty much every weekend. So it's like, I can, I can take a couple minutes off from you. And you know, these girls, they, uh, it's hanging out with them and you know, they're dug deep, buried deep on their phones during the game. And, uh, so, you know, I wander off for a minute, kind of get a little sunshine and think about my next move here. Turn around 45 seconds later and they're gone and they, and they've taken off not to be seen, never to be seen again. They could have got kidnapped for all I know. It's like these these same girls sit here and constantly complain about being single yet end up doing absurd stuff like this. I mean, first off, you're sitting there just buried in your phone, okay? You're at a public venue with 20,000 other people and you're just entirely dug in on your phone. I mean, I have a theory now, you guys, that... There's a direct correlation between how much time you spend on your phone and how interesting of a person you are. Direct inverse correlation. I mean, think of think of how you got to entertain somebody if you don't have a phone. If you had nothing to phone, you got to come up with some stories. You got to have some pizzazz. You got to be bringing something there. But um, yeah, so they're just dug in on their phone, and these girls they just they complain about being single, and yet they don't want to do anything about it. They don't want to improve themselves. They don't want to try to become more interesting people. It's like, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's, um, I think maybe it's the fact that we've kind of got rid of shame a little bit. And, um, not only have we done that, but now we're constantly telling women that they're perfect and they're beautiful and there's nothing wrong with them at all. And, you know, they read all these blogs. I, I've, I've got into a couple of myself. They're actually very, very entertaining. But it's basically just a bunch of claptrap telling you how amazing of a person you are and the fact that you're single is just because you're too perfect. You're too perfect of a catch and guys are intimidated by you, so you know they don't want to approach you, this and that. And I'm just like, good God, ladies, this this is going to get you single and 40-year-old crazy cat lady in no time, you guys, okay? You need – there's a self-esteem problem in the female community right now. And the problem is, is women have too much self-esteem. Okay. And let me tell you why. Ladies, a lot of ladies, you guys don't realize that you guys age much differently than us men do. Okay. The aging process goes much more smoothly for men. I mean, we've talked about this on the show, so I won't get too into it, but the aging process goes much smoother for men. And just accepting this fact is even is controversial for women. I mean, I've told my buddy's girlfriend this before and and she got pissed at me. Like I'm a sexist pig for saying this, that men age better. It's not about, you know, who's cooler, who's the stronger sex. No, it's just how it goes. Okay. I mean, when you're a guy, it's, it's almost kind of a good thing for you to get older. You know, I mean, as you get into your thirties, you become more stable in your career, your personal life, you kind of stables down as well. Your finances, you kind of get those all lined up. Or you try for as long as you can. And these, you know, are the factors that make you 
more attractive to the opposite sex. So these factors are kind of playing your role. Time is not deteriorating you as much as it does for some women, not all, not all, certainly not all. If you do a lot of drugs, that's completely different. But, um, you know, you can get through that process pretty well uh, unscathed. In fact, come out better on the other end. Whereas uh, you ladies, once you get into your 30s, you're basically, you're on the clock at that point. Okay. And let me let me put this into an analogy that everyone can understand here. Since it seems like more than 50% of the women out there are now playing fantasy football too, this will, which is absurd to me. You women should be not enjoying in this with us and joining this debauchery, but you should be condemning it. But I won't even go on a tangent there. But since you guys play fantasy football, you'll, you'll know the analogy now. So you get into your 30s, ladies. If you're single, if you're still just haven't had any kids, just doing whatever, just doing you, you know, working on wedding seating plans or whatever, being a nanny, you know, whatever your job is. You're now on the clock now that you've got into your 30s, okay? And the situation you're at is it's your time to draft. You're up. The clock is ticking. And your team is desperately in need of a quarterback, okay? So you got to find that person to lead your team if you want to have a team of your own, you know, unless you don't want to be playing solo for the rest of your time. And since you're on that clock, you have a, a limited amount of time to build your team. You know, I know there's a lot of women that like to think, Oh, I'll just have a kid when I'm 40 and I'm 45, you know, women, we live long anyway, so it'll be fine. You know, it won't be a big deal. That's not an option for a lot of people. Okay. I mean, yeah, I know, I know your aunt, she got lucky and had a kid 11 years after she, when she thought she was done having kids, but that doesn't happen very often. And that happens for very few people. And you girls need to understand that you have a best buy date. And the closer you get to that date, the more panicked you become. I mean, I've, I've already seen it in a handful of women's. It, it is, it is literally like an internal panic. You can see it coming through their eyes at times. And so you need to, like I said, pick that quarterback for your team and, Start building that franchise, baby. You know, get things moving. I mean, who knows how much time we have here? You got to get moving there. So you got to understand that and just, you know, don't be afraid to improve yourself, ladies. I mean, I'm sure you're not a bad person as it is, but have, have you got it all figured out? No, I don't think so. And when you get into those 30s like that, ladies, sometimes let's go, let's go another sports analogy here, okay? There's, we're going basketball this time. Your team is down by eight. And there's three and a half minutes left on the clock here. Okay. So you need to now instate a full court press. Okay. That means you need to start approaching guys now. I know this is a crazy theory for you. You're, it's completely foreign. You don't know what to do. But just understand and, and believe me when I say no matter how awkward your approach is, no matter, no matter how awkward, it, it could be. It could be completely terrible. As long as you're not staring at his dick or make a comment about his dick, you're going to be in. You're going to be in. They'll Maybe you'll get a good laugh. Maybe you'll feel embarrassed for a minute and somebody will throw their hand out there. Hey, I'm Gary. And and you're in the door. Okay. So don't be afraid of that, ladies. You, you know, that's the, that's the situation you're in, unfortunately. When you were 24, young, and gorgeous, you had time on your side. 
time is no longer on your side. Now, guys, this doesn't mean you get to dick around and do whatever the fuck you want and play video games like a loser. No, you got to get it going here too, okay? I mean, we got a little bit of time to waste, but um, if you wait too long, we're going to miss our window of opportunity as well. So uh, don't be afraid to improve, you guys. You know, Don't be afraid to improve. And, and, and I come back to this no shaming thing, You know, no shaming, you're perfect the way you are. If I simply could have just stated to these girls, if I could have just said, Hey, what are, you, what are you guys doing? You guys are boring as hell right now. You're, I'm about to fall asleep here. How about you guys, let's do something. You know, if I could have just said that and, you know, kind of pumped up the troops a little bit, the whole situation could have been avoided. Maybe you, all, all of us would have been better off at that point, all of us. But since if I did say something like that to them, though, they would probably never talk to me again. And so I can't even take it there. So, you know, this whole trying to be nice to everybody thing, Sometimes the unintended consequences can hurt people even more. So, shot clock's going, ladies. Keep that shit in mind, all right? You know, you got a certain amount of time here. But, uh, yeah, real life ghosted, you guys. So, um, you know, there's some goals for you if you want to make things happen. I actually saw him after that. I saw him after that. Like, like they thought I was just going to hang my head and walk out. The, Ooh, oh, jeez. I saw him in the dugout, and I made eye contact with him. Like, well, I guess we don't have anything else to say here, you know? So... So uninteresting. It's crazy. But all right. Well, you know, listen, you guys, I don't know if you've I'm sure you figured this out by now, but uh yeah, flying solo here. Um had a couple things I wanted to discuss, you know, and it's hard for me to do it. I don't get to guide the conversation so much when I got somebody else sitting across from me. So taking care of that here. No, you guys aren't as big of fans of him. I hey, I get it, you know. I, I get sick of listening to me too, but again, there's times when I gotta get a little something that is hard to bring up in conversation. And I just got to go out at my own, you guys, you know, and, and I kind of got like giving you these little shorties because, uh, I can fill them with a few factoids, you know, maybe a quick quib or two and you know, we'll move on with the rest of our lives. Okay. All of us will. All right. So I just got a couple things I want to touch on. It's just, like I said, I already touched on the weather. That's fucking crazy. I mean, literally it's raining down soot and ash on us. Like these are supposed to be hot days. Came in pretty hot, but not nearly as supposed to blood red sun in the morning i mean it's 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 pretty nutty out there right now you guys and you got the caribbean right now which is just a washing machine of storms i mean you know we just had harvey obviously tons of devastation in houston other parts of texas louisiana and now we got Irma coming. She'll be here in a couple days. Strong as ever. You know, five right now. I think maybe might go down to four, but it's still pretty strong. I heard too with the size of the storm that if it took the right trajectory, this thing could just completely ravage the entire Florida Peninsula. The the whole thing. It's wide enough to just cover the whole damn thing. I mean, obviously that's one of, you know, 18 paths that it can take. So the the likeliness of that and i'll let you do the mental math on your own but um there's a couple other name storms coming out there too i think there's one category three hurricane already d- deeper out in the atlantic and uh yeah i don't i don't i don't know what's going on right now i mean i think maybe we just look too much into this stuff you know especially when other parts of our lives can be yeah, maybe a little bit tumultuous but uh yeah this weather is is, is some crazy stuff man i mean 
crazy stuff. They're talking about the figures too with the aid and everything. And and they're saying two hundred billion for Harvey. And I mean, who who really knows with Irma? It all depends on a couple variables that we still don't know yet. But I mean, the fact that could probably be an easy hundred. I mean, you know, U.S. federal aid people apply for the FEMA and. I'm hearing these stats in Houston alone, one out of seven people have insurance. One out of seven people have flood insurance. So, I mean, that's, you know, 15, 16% of the population has flood is going to be covered for this down there. And it's just tons of people uh, applying for FEMA aid. And, uh, I got to tell you guys, you know, this is not going to be a popular thing to say, but I don't, I don't think it's a good thing for the country as a whole. You know, I, it's terrible what happened to those people and I definitely think they should be helped. I do. I just think it should come from different ways. I don't think that some hipster who lives in Portland should, I mean, they probably don't really work that much and pay that much taxes, but if they did and they paid some taxes, I don't know if that's really fair for their taxes to automatically go and fund hurricane relief when there wasn't a hurricane in their neighborhood nothing happened to them. I mean, it's created quite a moral hazard. And I wonder how many people don't get insurance because they say, well, you know, Hey, you know, FEMA government will have our back, you know, they'll take care of us. They'll have our back. So, I mean, I wonder, and and I know you guys are probably thinking, Jesus, this guy is as terrible as I've thought he was for the past few episodes. Now he's confirmed it completely with this opinion, but it's, it's a situation you guys where if you encourage people to not do the right thing, then they're going to do that. And not having your own personal insurance is not doing the right thing. If you want your stuff to be covered, you need to cover it. Okay. The government has very strict laws when it comes to personal property, but that's a two way street. When it comes to you covering your personal property, you got to take care of that. Okay. That's not on the government. And the reason I make a big deal of this is because all this aid and relief money that's going towards this, there's no slush fund, there's no savings, there's no trust for this kind of aid and relief. No, this is, hey guys, uh, Fed, yeah, get to firing up that printing press again, would you? Yeah, it's, uh, oh boy, it's looking like, you know, 100, 100 billion, 100, 120 should do for the first phase. That's where this comes from, you guys. The, just more of us mortgaging our future. And we can't afford this anymore. I mean, I don't understand why people don't bring this up, but we cannot afford this kind of stuff anymore, you guys. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. I think a better way to go at this is have you know, some sort of free market system go at it, have the people who can give money, the people who say, man, that's a really crazy disaster that happened to those people. Chad, that's, that's really sucks. You know what? God, man, I hate to do it, but I, I got a I got a little bit bigger bonus than normal this last month, actually. So you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll donate 100 bucks to to the FEMA or to the Houston hurricane aid, you know, I, I can don't, that's a much better way of covering and helping these people out because like I said, there's strict borders between a private citizens belongings and what the government can do. And again, that should go both ways. They shouldn't be covering our private belongings just because it makes more sense for us and saves us a little bit of money. You know, we, we can't do that guy. I mean, we just can't afford it, unfortunately, you guys. So you got you got to get covered, you know. And it's the same way with health insurance. You gotta you gotta get health insurance while you're healthy, you guys, because otherwise you can't afford it because it's too expensive. 
the insurance companies can't make any money off of it. And it just, it doesn't work that way. You got to buy it when you're healthy, pay some premiums for a while. And then, Oh, something happens. Oh, thank God. Okay. You guys saved me. Appreciate it. You know, you can't just, you can't just expect the government to bail you out. And you know, again, what's going to happen here is the deficit, our deficit's going to skyrocket by the end of this year. It's, it's going to skyrocket you guys. I mean, we are, we got tax cuts proposed, which I mean, who knows if those will come honestly. I don't, it seems like the government is so gridlocked these days that nothing can even come. Trump can end some orders that they don't further and don't continue or make new legislation for. But aside from that, it doesn't seem like much can get done. But but it, it's going to skyrocket the deficit, you guys. And I think, too, what might happen is you might see a hasty decline of the dollar, of the old greenback, you guys. And that's not good for any of us. That means gasoline prices are going up. That means electricity prices are going up. That means food prices are going up. And that's not good for any of us, you guys. So we need to be charitable to one another. We need to do whatever we can. And this includes me. This includes you. You know, we're all we're all uh, palpable in this. And, you know, got to check in with those people that we love and make sure that they're okay. You know, do the best you can. It's, it's difficult sometimes. But um, just got to... Man, we got to be prepared for anything, you know. You guys never know what can happen. I mean, no matter where you go in this world, there's fires burning around here, literally everywhere around us in Seattle. There's fires burning to the north. There's fires to the east. There's fires to the south. There's fires. I mean, you know, they're blaming on these beetles too. They're saying these beetles that have knocked down a bunch of this forest are partially to blame. Which, you know, leave the little guys alone. Jeez, what do they ever do to you? But, um, yeah, you never know what can happen out there, you guys. I mean, never know what. I mean, I mean, speaking of never know, probably one of the last things I want to get into here. Like I said, we're going to make this kind of a shorter, you guys. You guys can move on with your life. I want to talk a little bit about North Korea, though, okay? I, I briefly mentioned it last episode. Got a little peep in there at the intro. Fired a missile over the island of Japan fired a missile over Japan. Now, somehow the stock market and the media seem to completely shrug this event off. Uh, Stock market was down at the beginning of the day. I think it closed up for the day. So it actually gained on news of a missile fired over the world's fourth largest economy. And uh, I mean, and who knows, you guys, maybe they were aiming for a city. Maybe they're aiming for a city and the technology just isn't there yet. I mean, this is some, this is a pretty crazy escalation here. Apparently a couple days ago, there was a hydrogen bomb test. It's just, I I really worry you guys that the situation has gotten to the point, or at least it kind of feels, you know, maybe we're not quite there, that the tensions have just been ratcheted up so much that just the right spark, you know, just any little old spark could just easily set this powder keg off. I mean, there's so many different people here who can flinch or who can make a mistake and the whole thing just goes to hell in a handbasket. And the real scary part is once we get into a situation like this, these situations are much easier to get into than they are to get out of, unfortunately. And typically a lot of people end up perishing along the process. I mean, you look at you look at North Korea, you know, if we if we end up making a strike, 
they're going to invade South Korea probably. They'll probably shoot some missiles down there. Some South Koreans will die. I mean, the North Korean army, they have like a, I think a 1.5 million person standing army and plus like another 5 million in reserves because when your entire population is slaves, then, you know, you just have whatever size military you want. You know, it doesn't really matter. So, and, you know, people think, oh, we have our modern weapons. We would wipe them out in a heartbeat. Manpower is something that you cannot underestimate. Okay. Yeah. We can drop a lot of bombs on these guys. We can drop a lot of bombs on them, but manpower is something you cannot underestimate. And again, Seoul, South Korea is the short 30, 32 miles away from that DMZ. So, you know, it's not going to take a couple million soldiers that long to walk down there. So it's, uh, you know, I think it's, if nothing else, I think it's something that we need to keep talking about. I think the more discussion that's had on this topic, the better it is a reasonable solution can be had and that something completely random or off the cusp or cuff, I don't know. Yeah. Cough the cuff and, uh, happens. And, you know, again, we get ourselves into that situation that we can't get out of. I mean, I don't want to say this is completely dire, you guys, but I I feel like we're like two steps away from the point where we need to panic, you know, and I don't think they're as far apart as possible. I think you just need one and then you need that other one right on top of it. So, and, and listen, guys, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and, you know, be a fear monger and, oh, world's coming to an end, this and that. No, this is anything that would happen. It would be an extreme case. It certainly would be an extreme case, but I think we need to be having this conversation at least and having this be a topic that people discuss because, you know, the more we know about it and the more the situation's there, the more we're going to react with the kind of vigor that is necessary for a problem of this proportion, you know, something that can easily affect the entire world easily. And, you know, with them potentially being nuclear armed now, it's a situation where the dynamic of war incredibly changes. You know, the first hour, two hours of conflict is crucially important. You need to knock out the other team systems. You need to isolate them. A lot of stuff has to be done in that most crucial of time. And that is another reason to me why we need to step as far away from this catalyst and this powder keg as possible so that we don't get a spark on that and that we don't come to that point because the whole thing could slip away in a quick, quick manner of time, you know, and I just think that, you know, when you get the stock market again, shrugging the news off, not even reacting. I mean, who knows how about when, when was the last time we were somewhat close to nuclear war? The Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, you know, maybe a couple days during the Cold War. It's it's been a while, you guys. So let's not let's not forget this. And I think we as Americans, I think we have a problem with thinking that the system and the society that we live in is much more stable than it really is. I mean, we cling on to our system, our cars, our homes, our jobs, all this stuff. And it seems like it all makes sense. It's pretty straightforward. You know, it, it seems like it's there. Nothing's going to change it. This can all be taken away from us very, very rapidly. You know, with, again, 
with one mistake, with one of these players making one mistake, maybe it's not our city specifically, maybe another city gets hit, but everything will change at that point. The system that we know and that we have right now, that will not be the same system after that event takes place. You know How drastically different it is, that's completely up to a million different variables, but it will not be the same system, you guys. And once we slip away from what we have right here and take a step, even a, even a notch, even a step back or a step down, it, it can, it's a, I hate to say this, but it's a slippery slope and it can go far at that point. And a lot of, a lot of Americans don't realize the horrors of history that have happened and the, the atrocities that have gone down because we live in a very sheltered country. You know, we live in a, sh- uh, a country where we're trying to ban hate speech now because we don't want people's feelings to be hurt and we don't want people to say things that are, that are rude when really the first amendment, the first amendment is all about is all about protecting the most abhorrent of ideas that are out there. Okay? That's what the first amendment is all about. And as opposed to shutting those ideas down, we need to be having a discussion about those ideas and saying those ideas are bad and they are wrong and they will produce these role results because this, this, and this, that's what we need to do. We don't need to be shutting them down and not letting people talk. We need to say, no, you're wrong. And this is why you didn't think about this. Okay. You overlooked this part. I mean, those are the conversations that we have to have. So, so if we don't realize that, you know, we, have avoided a lot of the brutal and the devastating and the just completely horrendous history that this world has been a part of. I mean, you look at people from Eastern Europe and they still live it. They've lived it. They lived through communism. You know, these people know how awful life can be. And that's why, in my opinion, they don't want Islam in their countries. You know, they aren't taking their quotas of refugees. They've specifically said they won't. EU has given them shit for it and told them there's going to be penalties. And they've said, whatever penalties you guys give us would not be as bad as you shipping in this entire population from a different continent. And they've said that, and that's kind of where they're at. So, you know, that kind of says something about the history that they've seen and the atrocities of the world that have been presented to them on a day-to-day basis. So that's a big part of why I constantly say that we need people to have more gratitude in this country. You know, we need to appreciate the calmness and the peacefulness and the serenity that this society has afforded us as Americans, you know, because it is pretty good. I mean, look at some apparently Nazi KKK rally, you know, one person dies and look at how much of an uproar. There is. Look at how crazy people go. Look at how much insanity ensues. And think about that. That's one person dying. Think back 800 years ago when a band of 25,000 horseback archers, uh, Mongol riders, showed up to your town and said, "You've never seen. The, you've never even seen these men before. Let alone even knew that they existed." And they say to you, everybody submit to us or we're killing everyone. I mean, think of, think of that. You, you say, uh, excuse, wait, who, who are you guys? Who, who are you guys? 
Gen- Genghis Khan? Who the what the heck is that? I mean, that's that's what the world used to be a couple hundred years ago, you guys. That's that's how crazy things used to be. So we need to protect what we have here, you guys. Because I'll tell you, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to. I don't want to go back to the our horseback archering uh, hordes, you know, coming from town to town. I don't. I don't want to go back to those days. Okay. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to World War II where you got countries invading other countries, machine guns and bombs dropping. I don't want to go back to that, okay? Let's do everything we can to preserve what we have right now, you guys. Because compared to basically anything out there, what we got is pretty much the best. It's pretty much the best. We have the most freedoms. I mean, they're coming for our First Amendment, which... I'm willing to fight for that one, you guys. The rest of them, I don't really give a fuck, but I think I'm willing to fight for that one. So we'll see uh, how far this battle goes. You know, I mean, if they keep blocking free speech uh, rallies, then there's there's going to be some tension. There's going to be some conflict because uh, I think a lot of people agree that that one's worth that one's worth fi- fighting for. But um, that being said, still have a ton of rights, a ton of freedom, a ton of personal liberty to do whatever the hell you want. And we have to defend that, you guys. We need to defend that against tyrannical lunatics like Kim Jong-un. And we need to defend that against tyrannical lunatics domestically. You know, whether they have blue, purple, or any colored hair, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's about all I got for you guys. Uh, like I said, you know, let's let's just make sure we can have these conversations, you guys, and discuss some ideas. And uh, if if we do that... At least we can get the ones that suck completely out of the way, you know, as long as there's a dialogue. We say, no, that one's not good because here's what would actually happen. And I know that would actually happen because if you look back to this time in history, that's exactly what happened when they tried that stupid thing that you thought. You're not going to do communism better than Joe Stalin or Vladimir Lenin. You're not going to do it better than those guys, okay? You don't think that they were going to do it better than the guy before them? You don't think they were going to be the benevolent dictator that they always had imagined? Yeah, that's of course, of course that's what we want. Nobody thinks they're a tyrant, all right? That's that's not how it works. So uh, let's just you know protect each other's freedoms and show some gratitude and show some respect for the system And because who knows, you guys? We might have to fight for it. There might be a fight here at some point in the future. I don't know who against it it would even be, but there certainly might be a fight, you guys. So, you know, let's not forget about this and let's make sure that we're all prepared. So uh, thank you guys for joining me here. Let me rant a little bit. I hope you got through it. If not, certainly understand, guys. Certainly understand. I can get on that soapbox there from time to time. But um, yeah, guys, you know, just let's have this dialogue. Let's have the conversations and... uh, you know, let's see things from multiple perspectives here. And that's the only way we can really come to the best conclusion. Maybe not the right or the perfect, but the best is seeing things from multiple perspectives. So hope I helped you guys see a couple of these issues from a different perspective. And uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us, guys. Um, we'll be back at you next week. Uh, should have some guests here. I'm going to try to hopefully get a couple in the can here pretty soon. So uh, we're going we're gonna to keep at it though, you guys. We're getting ever closer to that uh, century mark. So um, hang around. Thanks for listening, you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give us a shout out, you guys. Let us know what you think uh, at Earful in E-City on Twitter and Emerald City Podcast 
at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking, what you want to talk about, what's going on with you, you know, and what you think of all this craziness. And uh, yeah, let us know what's up, guys. All right. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys. And we will talk with you suckers next week.